Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, good again. Welcome to Tidolo. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> You're killing it's me, bro. good with me, bro. <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink some more beer. Episode two of the week, uh, we talked about it on last episode where we're breaking it up now. We have so much other content to go over this week. Um, we'll start with the drink of the day, uh, K Morg's pick of the week. What do we got? We're drinking a Jeremiah Red special from BJ's. Um, every time I'm at BJ's, I order the Jeremiah Red. I love it on draft. We're drinking it out of cans right now. They're actually selling them out of grocery stores, Bedbone now. So, um, But personally, I'm a big red Beer guy, Red Trolley, Jeremiah Red, one I, of my favorites. I love Reds. I love Red once in a while. It's a good beer. I like this Red. I actually get it from BJ's I, every once in a while. I was just at BJ's the other night. Get Red, by the way. No, I didn't. Uh, uh, we went the pumpkin season, seen old beer, but it's all right. Gotcha. So that's drink of the day. Jeremiah Red won't spend a lot of time on it. Go try it, though. It's good. Very good. Yeah. Um, World Series. Starting tonight. Dodgers up. Going to be up one nothing in the World Series against the Rays. Um, Knock on wood. One of my teams, one of Kay Morick's teams for predictions. Yeah. I had the Rays there. Um, I had the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers. So I think this is going to be. I had Dodgers as well, yeah. I think this is. Oh, you did have Dodgers. Yeah. I think this is going to be um, a good series. Um, obviously, the Dodgers are going to win game one. Kershaw, Kershaw threw well tonight. Um, what's kind of our outlook on the series? What's your prediction? Well, can, I just want to talk about the last series. Yeah, that Dodgers was crazy. down 3 1. Yeah. Come all the way back and win the series. I mean, the game seven. My Sunday night, guys, was. So exhausting. I'm a 49er fan one, so I had the I had the Sunday night game. Yeah. Then I had the Dodger game with we're down two nothing at one point after Danzy Swanson Homer. We come back two two down three two, tie it, go up three four. God, the three of us were just like losing our minds. That was crazy. And C- crazy. CY's mini jungle. It was shout dual, out dual TV. I gotta shout out my the man Big Oak. Big Oak calls me before and says, "Hey, money line our teams. Yeah, Niners Dodgers." And usually you do not do that. One of the rare times you bet with your heart comes through. That never happens. I've never. That was so emotional. So emotional. (laughs) As a a gambling degenerate, I have bet with my heart so often. We all do. We all do. all do. This is the first time where a parlay, not only was it a bet, it was a parlay, absolutely pays off for us. And we we end up helping out our own personal lives. So what's your prediction for the series as you a Dodger fan? Well, my prediction is the Dodgers win. Period. In how many games? Five. Five games, wow. Okay, B? Uh, Dodgers in six games. Um, convincingly, though. I think their losses are close, and I think their wins are big. Yeah, I think maybe Charlie Morton's able to sneak one by us because I think he's a really good arm. They, the Rays have great arms. They Don't have, get me wrong. It's the best arms the Dodgers are going to face all year. They have really good arms. I think the Dodgers' momentum. I think, honestly, that game seven, we had way better at-bats than we've had throughout the season, in right. my opinion. Like. Even Jock Peterson, a guy that I think is a strikeout or home run guy, even he had good at-bats. Like, Cody Bellinger is pulling off the ball a lot right now, but he's still working counts. Max Muncy is struggling, but he's working counts. Um, our better guy, Seager, is still on fire. Betts is playing great defensively and offensively. I think we have way too much momentum where our entire team is playing well to where I think the Rays have one or two players that are hitting the ball right now. The Rays are not an offensive team. I've actually watched a lot of Rays games. Their pitching staff is really really good and it's gonna be a battle of the Rays arms against the Dodgers offense obviously Dodgers take game one against Glasgow who's 
one of the best arms for the Rays, if not the best. He's legit. Mm-hmm. Um, coming off another bad start, though, that's two in a row for him. He lost game four against the Astros. Yeah. Didn't get out of fourth. But now you throw Blake Snell. You got Charlie Morton, as you mentioned. Yeah. It's now eight to one. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah game one. That's fine. Wow. I, I don't think it's that far where it's like the Dodgers are this. The Rays play the best defense in MLB, and they have arguably the best pitching staff. So I think it goes very deep. Um, I think the Dodgers do win the series. I think the Dodgers should win the series. But if it happened any sooner than – I think six at the earliest, but I think it goes seven games still. So. I appreciate it. So if I if I was if I wasn't a Dodger fan, he'd be like Dodgers at four. No, <laughs> I, you know I would. That, yeah, I'm you with probably you. Would, huh? yeah. You probably would. He probably my would. Hate, my hatred of the Dodgers goes way deeper than you. You're not that. It's special. not even like you're not that special. Angel fans hate the Dodgers. Hey, no, okay, oh, don't give me that bullshit. It's bullshit. No, well, you're bullshit. When no, you're like, like do not categorize me into. I don't hate the Dodgers. Be games, I didn't say you. There'll be games where we're watching. Yeah, he's an Angel fan. There'll be games where we're watching and Bellinger hit a bomb. I'm like, damn, balls crushed. He goes, yeah, how many fucking balls is Trout hitting the fucking post? Like, get out of here. That's bullshit. That's what the Dodgers fans are bullshit. Oh, Bellinger's better than Trout. Get the fuck out of here. Not even close. All I said was, okay, Bellinger hit, you know what? B called this, by the way. I'm going to preface that. We're going into, I think it's like the seventh or eighth. B goes, Bellinger, two out homer here, calling it. Bellinger's a third hitter up, says it before the inning. Bellinger comes up with two outs on the eighth pitch of the bout, goes yard. We lose our fucking minds. We lose it. We lose our absolute that was minds. One of the best calls I've ever had. One of the best calls I've ever had. With that, and then yeah, I look at CY and I say, Bellinger more homers in the postseason than yeah. Trout. See, like I didn't know that's the bullshit. Like it's not bullshit. It's, it's not a even fact. the best. Don't on disrespect his team. the best baseball player to look, ever play. And like, Bellinger's not even know what planet he's on. No, right Bell- Bellinger is struggling. I'm not saying Bellinger. He's like the fourth best player in our team. We have a great team. I think Bellinger really... has a bomb tonight, so don't don't he's, disrespect too much. Yeah. He's still not even close to the best player on their team. He's better defensively than Trout. I mean, we're not oh going to get into God. that conversation. Oh, my God. Dude, oh, God. His, right. There's only ro- so much I can defend you. Oh he's per God. game right I can't now. even fucking talk to this guy There's right only now. so much I can defend you. Yeah. Okay. Well, right, we, move we, on. We talk about Trout's the best of all time. Okay. Bellinger can't hold his job. Hey, give us that. <coughs> Move on. As Angel fans, uh, just give us that. Move on. Relax. No, I don't think give us that. It's the fucking facts. I mean, it's facts, but All right. we can't say anything Let's go else. on to our UFC preview and recap. We had a UFC fight night. Um, we love our fight nights. And Draj beat, uh, I don't even know how to say that girl's name. Chikagan. 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 Caitlin Chikagan. That, that girl wasn't worth my time to even hey, mention Chikagan her Chikagan was coming off a big win off Shevchenko's younger sister, Antonina. Um but she got, she just took a liver shot and then just called it. She, <laughs> yeah. she gave up. I was on she Andrage. I kind of called that fight. Cody loves Andrage. Actually, I, I laid heavy on Andrage. I was like, I think, I think it's just a, in the UFC, you have these kind of matchups where it's like, you think it's going to be closer than it is. But when those fighters fight in title fights and they're on the main stage of a main level and they're like top of their class and they go down and fight someone else. They just seem so much better to me. And I think that's on all levels of the UFC. If you find a title fight and, you know, you're close and you lose. Well, it's not even a title fight. Um, Andrade was the champion at one point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. She was a champion. Yeah, yeah. So she it's was not a, like she's, you know, just she a won, contender. Yeah, that's right. She won on the, won. the head slam. The body, she, yeah, she beat Rose. When she beat. So, I think, like, she was so much better. And she did go up a weight class. I know it was different, but she looked stacked. Yeah, she no, was she, she I looked. Think, I think dominant. it's a way more natural weight class for her. I think she was cutting a lot of weight to get down there. 
Um, I think this flyweight division is definitely way more home for her because she was at 135 at one point. Then she went to 115, and now she's at 25, where I think this is way more of her ballpark. So she looked great. First round, TKO. Chikagan really wasn't even close. So, Blaine, does she get Shevchenko next? uh, Obviously, Shevchenko has a matchup in November against Mia. Um, so obviously she wins. That's the match. That's the, that's it. Yeah, I mean, if 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 she wins that, I mean, if Andrade's going to stay at this weight class. Well, yeah, this is this is home for her. She's she she's likes gonna it. Fight she at this weight class. I mean, this is where she fights. She's going to do it there. So I mean, I don't see why reason she wouldn't. I mean, she just beat the number one contender. She, Chikagan was the number one contender. She she fought Shevchenko. She got her ass beat. She dropped down. She won a fight. She. She fights Andrade. She loses. She was the number one contender. I think Andrade, you know, she's been a champion, contender. You give her that fight. It's the biggest fight to make for the UFC. And it's right now the best contender for Shevchenko. It is. She and looked, Shevchenko, and I mean, she looked amazing. So, if you want to break into that, I mean, Shevchenko is dominant. So. Talk, we'll talk about her for our next fight. Um, that was a co main event. Next, we had Brian Ortega. Beat the Korean zombie. Beat the fuck out of him. Beat the fuck out of him. Beat the fuck out of the Korean zombie, which we didn't expect. I well, I like the Korean zombie, but I said before the fight, I was like, Ortega kind of scares me. I watched a lot of his. You camp, watched a documentary on him, and he got I, hard. But, yeah, but pe- but fuck, man, people forgot about him because he hadn't fought in two, two years. years. But he was a Korean zombie. But you got to remember a year. Ortega. A year. Ortega's last fight was. The biggest stage is Max Holloway. Hall- Max Holloway, but he got pieced up so bad. Yeah, he yeah. got pieced up so bad. And then had he an went injury. and got a new camp. He got all yeah. new coaches. He rededicated himself. I love when guys. I hate. I think Ortega's a piece of shit. By the way, I don't like Ortega. Whoa. Yeah, he's the way he acts towards his coaches. The way he acts towards teammates. I didn't like the whole when he slapped have, the shit out of the Korean Zombies translator. That yeah. whole thing that was kind of fucked up. He's that was a, so unnecessary. But he's done a few things like that, and he's just a piece. But when guys get embarrassed and they go back and they reevaluate themselves as a professional, you're a fighter. You're 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 a guy. I respect that. that you reevaluate yourself and say, I need to change something, and I need to make this more as an emphasis in my life because I'm not doing something more as important. Yeah. And his coach, who was his uh, BJJ coach from the, his age of 13, said that he did that and. The last two years turned himself into professional. I said, I love the Korean Zombie. I think Korean Zombie still wins, but Ortega's kind of sneaky. And Ortega looked really good in this He looked really good. I was so impressed, especially with the time off. Obviously, that gives you more time to train, but also time off not in the ring with the adrenaline, that fighting, you know, aspect of it. You could you could go in there shaky and he didn't. He looked he looked dominant. Oh, he looked incredible. Like I was big on Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie has stopped his last Three opponents at least. Yeah. Um, he lost a Yair Rodriguez fight. That was he was winning, and then he ended up getting pieced at the very end. Um, but on the scorecards, he was winning, and then you know he's he's kind of on a roll. He knocked the shit out of Mociano um, in his last or his, the fight before he fought Frankie Edgar. Um, I thought this was Korean Zombie's fight to where he gets the title shot. You know, and he he goes down. Or this is the first fight Ortega's outstruck his opponent in the last like four years. New striking coach. Said. New striking coach. He did a phenomenal job. New boxing and um, kickboxing coach. And he said, he was like, this is the first time I listened to the, my game plan. Yeah, yeah, like, you you couldn't have sold me that Ortega was going to win this fight, like, by decision and by outstriking him. Yeah. If he's going to win by decision, it's going to be on the ground. He's going to kind of dominate in that area. But you're not going to outstrike the Korean Zombie, and he did. So it was a really impressive victory in my mind. I mean, like I said, I laid 
pretty heavy units on the yeah. Korean zombie, and it hurt me. So, do you think he gets Volkanovski? I mean, that's the talk of... Yeah, that's the conversation. It's yeah. the conversation. I think he's had such a long layoff that I think there's a lot of guys in the mix that still deserve a little bit of a shot. I'd like um, to see him fight Max first, in sure. my opinion. I mean, Max Holloway, shit. I mean, again, we talked about this, I don't know how many times on this podcast, he probably won that Volkanovski yeah. fight. You know, it's it's just, let's just call a spade a spade. Um, he probably won that fight, so it's... And then, but in Volkanovski's defense, is like, what? Am I going to fight Max Holloway my entire fucking career? You know what I mean? As the yeah. champion until he's going to deserve a title fight, I don't think. Yeah. See, that's where I I'd think. I'd like I to think, see one more. Whether it's Max more. or someone else, I'd I like think, one more. I think a great Calvin Qatar, who Ooh. I fucking love. Who I would rather a, see Max and Ortega, I think. But Qatar's but it's already happened. But it, I mean, it's two who years. Else is Max it's fight? a two-year separation. You got to give Max. I don't, I, like I said, Volkanovski has to fight somebody before he fights right. Max again. You need you you. Volkanovski deserves a different opponent. That's a talk. He of, can't he can't fight Holloway's entire career. But there are guys that Max can fight. You well, know, that, that's I mean, a topic for another day. That's a different weight class. We'll get into when that comes around. We have some heavy hitters this weekend. Um, also, before we get into this weekend of two fifty four, McGregor and Poirier announced. We'll bring. We'll come back to that topic again. Obviously, we'll preview that fight when it happens. We're going to talk about does the winner of this get the fight for the belt? Fuck Connor. For okay, Jesus. we'll talk about that in a second. Um, <laughs> let's get into 254. First fight on the card, or first fight we're going to preview on the card is Volkov versus Harris. Who do you like? I like Harris. Love Harris. Volk- Harris is my guy. <laughs> he just wanted me to say it. I love that's Harris. Like, that's yeah. a clean sweep. I like Volkov too, though. No, Volkov's not bad. He's not bad. I mean, we're talking. But give me Harris. Give me so much Harris. Give me so much Harris. They're, like they're both coming off ales, but I like Harris I for a first round knockout here. Ooh, Volkov doesn't really get knocked out immediately, though. Bet. So, I, I think it goes deeper. I don't think it goes. I think it goes a little deeper. Like he he's gone into some dog fights before. Like he got knocked out by the Black Beast in the four in the third. Um, and he, he was took actually Cur- winning. He took, Cur- he took Curtis to decision. He took yeah. Curtis to decision. Who Blades is one of the best in I the know, heavyweight I get division. It, but that's why I'm calling it because it's not. You know, hey, we've seen crazier things. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah but Walt, Walt Harris a knockout. We wanted Walt so bad against Overeem. It didn't happen, unfortunately. But give me Harris here. I think Harris is a better striker. Harris gets the job done. Blaine, you're also with Harris. I'm yeah, with this a uh, sweep. Okay, so next on the ballot. We have um, Whitaker against Cannonier. Is that how you say it? Cannonier. Cannonier. Um, we've watched some of Cannonier's fights together, actually. Cannonier's been all over all over the map. He's fighting light heavyweight. He's fought in middleweight. He's fought in welterweight. So he's kind of finding his home, people tend to think right now, in the he middleweight did. division. I think he did. He's coming off a couple big wins. Three knockouts. Three knockouts. 13 and four. Got a lot of pop. Got a lot of pop, but he's going against Whitaker, who also is strong as fuck. Um, who do you like in this fight? We'll start with you, B. I like Kennier. Um, he's he like I said, he's coming off three knockout impressive wins after a couple L's in the light heavyweight division. He found a home. Um, no, notable. I, I thought it was funny. I mentioned earlier in our text that his two losses in the light heavyweight division were Blokovic and Dominic Reyes, yeah. who, who just fought, fought for, for the belt. for the title. Yeah. Oh, he's so, a competitor. I mean, he's so, a dog. You could you could say his middleweight you know fights aren't as impressive, but he fought the biggest dogs in light heavyweight as well. He's a guy. I just want to see him versus Usman. I don't want to see Whitaker again. 
And so that's why I have, I don't know if it's my bet, but that's who I'm going to take just for my UFC fan base. I'm going to take Whitaker. I think Whitaker wins these fights. Whitaker loses title fights. Whitaker wins. He loses this one title fight, and all of a sudden he loses every title fight. But he's he defended w- his belt too. He wins this fight. I think Whitaker's the better all-around fighter. I think it's a good fight, though. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Um, it takes one blow. That's all it is. UFC. So I like Whitaker, though. I'm a Whitaker guy. Second round knockout. I, I'm taking Whitaker. Bold. I'm taking Whitaker in decision. Yeah, I I'm I'm a huge Whitaker guy. I've been on Whitaker since he beat Jock Race you know, Souza back in the day. I hate um, Whitaker. I love Whitaker. He's he's one of the just the class acts of the UFC, man. Like you watch this guy's interviews, he's like the best guy. He he's talking today. He's like, yeah, I mean, Jared's a great fighter. I mean, he's got a lot of power. He might knock me out, but I mean, I think I'm better. I don't I don't think he will, but I think I'm better. I love Whitaker. Like I said, he's just a class act in the UFC. He's a great guy. Um, he's a champion. I think his head was not right in that Adesanya fight. He was coming off a huge layoff with a bad knee injury. Yeah. Um, I think his head. He's in a better headspace now. I think he's a better kickboxer. We saw that against the Jaron Till fight. Had a lot more volume. He looked which very think, impressive against Till. Which I think I think that's what got him the win. His volume of you know he how, really he, good st- how he struck Ter- Darren Till. So I think that's what's the difference here. I don't think he gets in too much danger with Cannoneer. Cannoneer is just going to look for that knockout. Yeah, Whitaker's smart in that. He's a he's a yes. former champ. He's a former champ. I think he, he we'll finds see. his way to a title shot after what's your this prediction? fight. Um, Whitaker decision. Ultimately, so same as me. I th- I, and here's the other thing: is Whitaker's fought five round fights, like all of his last. So this is only three, so this is only... a three round. He's gonna have a, he's, his cardio is gonna be better. He's gonna definitely be able to throw all that volume at Cannoneer. Um, Cannoneer's coming off a lot of hype. Cannoneer's kind of one of those guys that is mentally preparing himself for a title shot. He's very confident in what he does. I like that about him. But I just love Robert Whitaker. Yeah. You, he's just, I know he's just one of the best guys so in the that, UFC. That's coming event. Um, before we get a main event, there's any other fight on the card that you kind of like? Um, I'll, I mean, I'll start or any of the fighter that you're interested to see. Um, I like the Oliveria. I mean, I want to see him. He, I mean, he's 22 and eight. He's been fighting forever. Is he done? He's fighting a guy who's 12 and 0. Rakamonov. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those fights fight. where you give you give like the 11-0, 12-0 guy, you give him a, a bigger name to see Up if he comer, can, yeah, if, he's, hey. if he if he could per- perform. So we'll. I just obviously interested in this fight. I don't really care either way. Yeah, I just want to see an, an old timer against an up and comer, and this is that fight on the card. You want me to predict it? That's you're just asking me to talk about it here. I don't know, is there another fight you like? You don't have to talk about this one. Is there I'll talk fight? about this one because you, you're tempting me about the up and comer. I actually like the up and comer here. <laughs> Shavat, he's actually really good. I've actually been looking at this whole card as a whole. This guy's really good. Obviously, his UFC debut. Um, he's a very, very well-rounded fighter. I think when you talk about up and comers and guys that not exactly they're just gonna beat, but. <laughs> You give them these matchups that are just winnable. Yeah, I think I think Alex Oliveria is kind of winnable. You know, he's you know he's the cowboy. He's got a name to him. Um, so I actually like Shavat here, Cody. If you want me to say an up and coming, right. I'm not fight? gonna lay big on it. Is there another <laughs> fight you like on the card? Uh, it's an interesting fight. I mean, Lauren Murphy actually Liliana Shakurov Shirkova is an interesting fight because she's kind of one that's been on like a three fight win streak. Um, she's been saying that she should fight for the 125 belt um, and Andrade should wait because they. Oh, she yeah. talked about it. Yeah, she said, look, I'm the one in the division that has a three-fight win streak in, in this weight class. So. That'd be a good fight, Murphy. Yeah. And 
in yeah, Dodge. throw it, you know. And yeah. Murphy's definitely one of those fighters that pushes the t- pushes the pace. She's a striker. And Dodge's too. And Dodge's too. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good matchup to make next. And I think okay. that makes a lot of sense. So okay. that's going to be one. I like Murphy in that matchup too as well. Um, the other one is um, Magomed versus Ion Kutalaba. This was the fight that has been scheduled like four times now. Um, Magomed was the guy that he had Kutalaba stumbled. Um in their first fight and then it was a very interesting stoppage where Kutalaba was still kind of fighting but his legs were kind of giving out a little bit and then he was like what the hell are you doing he freaked out so um interesting fight um both guys bring a lot of power to the light heavyweight division so um the winner of this fight is definitely gonna propel themselves into the rankings I think because both fighters okay. are really good so I think this one to look at especially with the light heavyweight division that's yeah. kind of wide, wide open, open right now yeah, I think wide the open. winner will get a name that we all know winner should yeah. get a name yeah. and should get a number next to their name mm-hmm. okay. so that's my kind of that's another big one I'd like to see too it's actually not a bad card no not at all um really weird start time uh, 11 a.m uh in California so be ready Co- yeah football and that dual TVs in the we'll be there. thank you all right, so here we go, boys. Khabib is back. Um, again, the title fight that he's putting up the belt against Gaethje. Um, Gaethje coming off that huge win off Ferguson, threw the interim belt down, um, said, I want the real one. He did. And now he's going to get that shot against, careful what you wish for with Khabib, first fight in two years? No, he fought last year. He fought last year. He fought Poirier. We watched it the uh, yeah. Yeah, college football that's right, that same that's day. That's right, dude. Just dismantled Poirier. Gaethje's last loss. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Gaethje's last loss is to Poirier. Yeah. I mean, I know we all love Gaethje. We all want Gaethje to win. Am, am I right? I can speak for everyone when we say we all want Gaethje to win. Yes, I would like Gaethje to win. <laughs> Do we see any chance of this happening? No shot. No shot. No shot in hell. I know. What is, what's the Vegas line right now for you, Blaine? It's... uh. <laughs> Uh, Khabib is minus 340. Is, is that bettable? Yeah, because, I mean, Gaethje's, Gaethje's plus 280. That's not like... That's, that's closer close. than I thought. Yeah, that's a lot closer than... Gaethje has I, that power, dude. I don't... I Honestly, I don't think it's close. Wow. Really? I, I don't even think Gaethje should be in this position. Wow. I he, think he's he earned it Ferguson, Ferguson. You beat Ferguson. And Ferguson lost like the first time like eight years. Longer. Was it longer it was than that? Like a decade. How do I mean? Gaethje has the ability to. But look, guys who just want to stand up and brawl and fight end up losing. Okay, no matter how good the other opponent is, you want to fucking scrap. Sometimes you get knocked the hell out and you get beat up. Like you cannot do that with Khabib. As soon as he gets an instant that you could rattle his ass, you're no longer going to be standing up. You're on the mat. You're yeah, on the and mat. that's what happened Poirier. Poirier. Poirier scrapped him a little bit. Poirier and then he took him down. rattled him up a little bit. Even Connor won a round in his fight. Yep. Got, he got a stand-up game going. Didn't see stand-up the rest of the fight. Here's what I'll say. As soon as Khabib sees it or feels it, that one punch is like, all right, fuck this. I'm going to go win. Because <laughs> he, he wants to box, but he wants to win. He's 28-0 for a reason. Right. Arguably the hungriest fighter Khabib has ever fought. I don't think Poirier or McGregor were as hungry as Gaethje is right now. Gaethje wants nothing more than to beat Khabib. And the thing with that is, is I think when you're that hungry, you're willing to drop everything. Your life, your ego, in order to win this fight. 
in order to win this fight, he needs to understand I'm not going to just stand and bang because if I do that, I'm going to get taken to the ground. I'm going to get fucking wrecked. But he also just said like, in the interview, the only way I win is he's unconscious. Well, of percent He's not stupid. Yeah. But he also understands <laughs> his whole camp is going to be takedown defense. And his whole and if he's – and Khabib's a different level. I understand that. But – McGregor, for one, was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go out and just throw and I'm going to beat his ass. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to keep my ego. McGregor's so tight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas, I think Gaethje is going to do everything in his will to win this fight. Is to, he as talented? To force him to box. Is he as talented? No. Is he as good as wrestler? No. Is he as good grappler? He might not even be as good as boxer, Yo, okay. bro. No, he is. Gaethje's hands. boxer than Khabib. Ga- I, don't, Ga- I don't know about that. Gaethje's hands are real. He's got a lot of pop. He had... Everyone in their right mind didn't give him a chance against Ferguson. Because Ferguson's no. Ferguson no psychopath. You never bet, bet against a psychopath, dude. And okay. he won all five rounds and picked him apart. He turned him into fucking minced meat. And <laughs> you saw that. We saw Ferguson's last yeah. five opponents in yes. their faces after the fight. And this he looked like one, one of his opponents. And it was I, crazy. I, it was I a crazy really, fight. really want Gaethje to win. I don't know if he but can. But Ferguson also took damage in a lot of those fights as well. Khabib is like I said. As soon as he but Gaethje, has that sense, he's not. It doesn't but, matter. But Gaethje is trending in the right direction. Look at his last four fights. I'm with you. Ga- Gaethje is trending correctly. He beat James Vick. He beat Edson Barboza. He beat Donald Cerrone. Then he beats Tony Ferguson. He, it's he's, a, he's on a impressive. Path. Four. That's an impressive. It's impressive. Four he's on fight. a path. I'm with you. It's going to be a very tough matchup for him because he, at the end of the day, we haven't seen Gaethje fight someone that's wanted to wrestle. There's, the lightweight division doesn't wrestle. There's, no. It's all strikers, all yeah. brawlers, Gaethje included. Besides Khabib, there really, really isn't anyone that's and that's why he's the champion. He's, he's one of the best. It's not gonna take, I don't care pound. if you spit 365 days practicing a takedown offense. Khabib's going to take you down. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they've all done, and yeah, no one's been successful yet. That's uh, just—it's just not. This so, is, I'm just telling. I'm telling you my ways to victory for yeah. Gaethje. What do you got? Fuck, man, I'm, I really want to take Gaethje. I really, my heart really wants Gaethje. I'm not. I wouldn't bet it, like not in hundred years. <laughs> and the reason for it is could be first fight after his, losing his dad, his coach. You don't lose that fight. I'm not sorry. You're number one fan, your number one coach, your mentor, you're going to fight in his honor with as talent as he is. He's not going to show up flat for this fight. So I think could be ones. As a film doctor, which I am, PhD, Southpaw, his wife dies and he lost. So Ooh. fake, I, I, <laughs> fake I, fight. Look, <laughs> hey, actually, I'm, I'm going to go against what you said. I think all of that might be the only reason he gets stumbled and knocked out. If he fights emotionally, yeah, he could he could get beat up. He could get caught, mm-hmm. you know, on his feet. But if he just does his Khabib, he does his thing. The all, the guy we hate, if he does what the the Khabib we all hate, if he does what he does, he's gonna dominate. He's what's, gonna, what's, and it's what's not the path to victory for you for Gaethje. For Gaethje, he's gotta catch him. He's gotta catch him. I think Gaethje has to. Um, get him emotional. He's got to stuff a few takedowns in the first. Frustrate him. And frustrate him yeah. and knock him out in the second. So you think it has to be done early? Yeah. I think if no. it goes... No. Because I think if it goes past two... He picked two, apart Ferguson five. He won't be able that's to... that's what I'll say. St- he won't be able to talk, stop a takedown after three, bro. You think he'll be that tired? Yes. 
the one thing about Gaethje is he he brought that pop still late into the the Ferguson mm-hmm. fight, and that was he, a five round fight, and he hadn't he fought had more stamina than than Ferguson did in that fight. Ferguson was just getting peace. I don't know yeah. if it was stamina. I think it was just Ferguson was just beating his tired. head. He didn't get no, tired. No, Gaethje was very composed. I think we're we we saw by far the best version of Justin Gaethje that we saw in the Ferguson yeah. fight by far because when he first got in the UFC, he barely beat Michael Johnson. He then loses to Eddie Alvarez and then gets knocked out by Poirier. So, and then he goes on this streak to where we're at now. So it's kind of like, I don't even think his best performance does it. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Like like what we talked about is, is he even worthy because he got knocked out by Poirier? You know, I, I personally think McGregor's probably a better boxer than Gaethje, but for some reason, Justin Gaethje, in my mind, kind of, he kind of has a chance just because of how well he performed against Tony Ferguson. I don't know what it was. We watched that fight. We were all in on Ferguson. He's a SoCal guy. We love him. And then we thought El Kakui was unbeatable, and Justin Gaethje beat him. I know. So I, what, what do you got on this fight? What do you, what's your prediction? I mean, I, I think it's Khabib. It's Khabib by submission at some point, more than likely. Um, and my only reason why I think that is I... But it's hard to say because we haven't seen Justin Gaethje's takedown defense. People have said, oh, Gaethje's got this great takedown defense. He's got this great takedown defense. He's, he's, a, he's a wrestling background. I don't think it matters. But I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the takedown defense from Gaethje. We're going to have to see it this you. weekend. We're yeah, they, they say he's got great takedown defense. He has to prove it. Yeah, you know what I mean? He because has to. They, they say, like, oh, he's got great takedown He's got great takedown defense. But it's like I haven't seen anyone really try to bring it to the mat with him. So yeah. I don't – you don't get your takedown defense – um, you know, tested until you fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. So let's circle it back to McGregor and Poirier. Okay. Does the winner of that fight get the winner of this fight? Or if Gaethje wins, is it automatic Khabib gets a rematch? Yes. That that's that has to be an automatic, it, right? It, obviously, if Gaethje wins, they're running that back immediately. Yeah. I don't think so. If McGregor wins, Khabib loses. They go no, head to no, head. no, 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 Khabib, no. Stop it, Khabib and McGregor. If, I would Let's, see a more realistic thing if Khabib loses, then Connor would fight Gaethje because Connor would want the belt. Connor's a smart man. Let, he's a smart businessman. He knows he's a better boxer than Khabib Gaethje. Khabib hates McGregor so much he won't fight McGregor again. That's what they're saying. Let, yeah. let me tell he you. Let me tell you this right now. Just let me end it here. What we're going to talk about when it comes up, Dustin Poirier is going to knock his ass out. What if they both lose? Yeah, what if McGregor and Khabib lose? Then they fight each other and Poirier gets a title shot against Gaethje. I love Poirier. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I love Poirier. I love Poirier, and I think he, I think he beats Connor. That's We're going to get into that later in the year, but well, I want to talk about that next. But the path for Gaethje, he's got to clip him, obviously. I, I, I do think he could beat him later in the rounds. I just don't know if he's going to be able to sustain the onslaught of the takedown, the takedowns, and the the grounded pound and the submissions that Khabib brings. Because we thought Poirier had great great takedown defense and he got him down. True. So, um, anything else about this fight you guys want to go over? I'm excited. No, I'm, I'm fired up. I think we all kind of said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously I hyped up how Khabib will never lose this fight, but I would love to see him lose. So, it's yeah, we got to see it. So, so obviously we're going to watch it. You talked about it. You you said you think Poirier is knocking him out. They're fighting at 170. So, there's also that. No, you're talking. Uh, oh, Connor. And Poirier, Poirier Connor, they're fighting at 170, which is basically what that's been said. It hasn't really truly been officially announced at 170, but that's what everyone's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's also in that conversation. It's like, well, they're not even fighting at 155. 
So is that even in the same realm? Because Connor's the rumor Con- of Connor's Ferguson. Connor's doing this for money, bro. There's the Ferguson Chandler. Chandler's fuck, fuck the Bellator ex-champ is the backup in this fight. He might fight Ferguson. So there's also that kind of backing. Look, so what, what, gotta, what do we see on this division? Connor, I think there's so much up in the air that we can't even predict it yet. Connor After is a this piece week, of shit. Have, we'll have some clarity. Connor, January, mm. dominates Cowboy. We haven't seen him in a long-ass time. He comes in, dominates Cowboy with a fucking shoulder knockout, yeah. basically, and says, I'm going to fight three to four more times in 2020. And because of the no crowd COVID situation, we don't we this man disappears. Yeah. And then the rumor of him boxing uh Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Then he announces on Twitter and he's then, retiring. Like, yeah. look, I don't want to see Connor once a year. I don't give a shit anymore. Like you're pissing me off. You really are, and I hope Dustin knocks him out. Wow. We're I mean, we're not gonna get too much into that because we're gonna break down that for real. I love I love both these fighters. Connor is kind of the guy that he proved me wrong when he knocked out Aldo. And you respect a man that can back up his fucking shit talk. So I respect respected him since then. Um, and the, even with the Diaz loss and he comes back. Um, I love Dustin. I, I almost would disagree with what you said, CY, about Gaethje kind of having this need to win this fight because I thought Dustin was so locked into that fight against Khabib he you saw yeah. the emotions after he lost the man was crying in center stage like he wanted that fight bad so um, I love Dustin that's going to be a hey, great fight I'd love I think Dustin later, later they, the guy's got to lose it's at what point does he well he he's going to retire he might retire before he loses though that's the thing uh, he, I, he was that guy that would do that he was alright yeah. so that's our UFC 254 preview I'm excited we're fired up for this fight we'll break it down on uh, next week, next episode for you because I know there's going to be a lot of talk about how it broke down, how it went, how it ended up. Hopefully, Gaethje's champion, man. Hopefully, but <laughs> we'll see. Um, now it's time for the movie review with the film Dr. K. Morg. Uh, we put on the story last week of what was the goriest movie. Um, I'll let K. Morg take, take over and say what our results were and how it ended up. Yeah, so um, we put out the goriest movie. Last week we did the scariest movie of all time. This week we did goriest movie. Um, again, uh, really appreciate the you know responses from our Instagram followers. Um, this week we kind of had a mix. Again, you know what? You have some old school movies. You have some new school movies. Um, this some week, zombie movies. Some zombie movies. You know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, overall, we had a. There is a couple movies that have a few in their series that are very gory, and this one had a couple votes. So we're gonna go with. Um, the winner is going to be the Saw, the Saw franchise, really. Um, Saw 3 got a couple votes. Saw 1 got a couple votes. Um, if you ask me, the the later in the series you get, the more gory Absolutely. it gets. That's, how, that's a fact. I think from 1st to 8 now, I think. 7 with a yeah, series. Yeah. And um, then Jigsaw. It only, it only gets a little bit more violent, a little bit gory. Way more violent, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to really break down our favorite in the franchise from amongst us. We, we all believe that um, Saw 1 is truly the best in the franchise. So we'll get into that right now. Um, it's still a gory movie in its own. As subtle as the goriness was, it's still yeah. a very gory movie. So mm-hmm. um, truly the plot that we'll break down... Um, Carrie Elways, who's a great actor, you might know him from um, The Princess Bride or Robin Hood Men in Tights. He's done a couple great movies in his own right. Um, he basically wakes up in like a like a men's locker room. You could almost say yeah. he's kind of just like with like Some a like locker room bathroom. Yeah, like a locker room bathroom type, yeah. and he's chained up 
by his ankle to um, you know some pipes, some pipes, mm -hmm. and then he has a man across from him who he's never met before. Younger kid, younger guy. You know he doesn't chained know up, him. Freaking out again. Same chained up, freaking yeah. out. Um, definitely the more agitated of the two. Carrie Elway's character is a doctor. Um, we find out a little bit more about the other character a little bit more in depth later on, what his profession is. Um, so they're chained up and they're kind of trying to figure out why they're there. One, they have a couple, you know, clues and videotapes that they need to find out until you get this, um, eventually to this, um, serial killer's plot as to why they're there. Um, so great movie, phenomenal movie. It, it, it's one of those movies that also, also has a phenomenal storyline has, um, also spilled off to a couple other great series. Um, if you guys watch Dexter, Dexter kind of has a similar Dexter story. Dexter was line. inspired by, you know, Saul, which is crazy. I love Dexter. Love I don't Dexter. think they even relate as, I mean, it is the serial killer aspect of it. Mm -hmm. But like, as far as just watching a series, you don't think of Saul when you watch Dexter. Right. But Dexter Showtime was created because of Saul and, yeah. the, and the hype of serial, uh, serial killers back in the early 2000s. Yeah. So this movie came out in 2004. Um, the things I love about this movie is one, the storyline is phenomenal. Um, two, the budget is incredibly low for such a high-grossing movie in the franchise that it sparked. The budget was only a million-dollar budget. Um, the writer James Wong and his, uh, the director James Wong and his writer um, were actually roommates in college, and then also afterward when That's they were tight. writing this movie, they get a million-dollar budget together to kind of write this story, direct the story yeah. of um, you know this serial killer who is you know trapping people and um, who doesn't actually kill anyone. Sure. You know, I mean, you got to watch <laughs> in, in ways, the franchise. Yes, yeah. In ways, you could mm -hmm. say he isn't. But, True. Um, but a phenomenal story. There's a lot of, again, and that, you know what's another good thing about this movie? Carrie Elways is still a name. He's still a very good actor. Donald Glover, you know, um, actor from Lethal Weapon um, yeah. and a couple other franchises. He, is in this he was movie. the big he name in detective. that. Mm -hmm. So um, and a million dollar budget with some pretty good actors is pretty impressive in its own right. Um, this movie and the, Saw 1 is great. And then the later ones, in my opinion, get a little over the top. They kind of get into, all right, the traps that these people are in are a little over the top and a little overly gory. I think the yeah, whole concept no. of Saw, though, is just so good. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want to play a game? Like, oh, of course. That was like our whole and, and you gotta do Yeah, like and you got to do something drastic yeah. to get out of the situation. Cut off yeah. my damn arm to get out of this trip. Yeah. You know, just the concept of it was just... So revolutionary, and it wasn't like a horror film, but it was mixed with like you know psych thriller. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get into what I dislike. A few things about kind of the movie and the con. Like I said, it does get a little outrageous when you go later down the line. Later the down the like, it, it, I don't think I watched Saw like six. Or yeah, whatever. they like, get too outrageous. Yeah. It's kind of like we talk about Sinister. Sinister Two is not nearly as good as the original, but it, it gets into like this genre that isn't exactly like psychological thriller horror. It gets into like this like torture, like torture fetish genre. Gross. Where it, yeah, exactly. Where it's like. Okay, am I watching this because like you it's a scary watch the movie? Traps, yeah, am I watching? Right. Am I watching like this guy getting tortured and is like, mm -hmm. am I supposed to be getting off to this? No, that's not what this movie's about. Yeah, but it almost gets to that point. You know what I mean? Where it's like right, I'm right. watching it for like these intricate traps that these yeah. people are getting themselves into, whereas, and that's not really the movie. Whereas one builds up this serial killer who is so good at not killing them, like. That they, they talk about in the movie, not to give too much away, who anyone who haven't seen Saul, but like they they say, they basically say like he's a serial killer that doesn't you know physically kill anyone. Right. He he gets you know his capture um, to 
just killed himself. Yeah. To elaborate yeah. on the reason why he's trapping these people, these people in his mind are, you know, bad sinning. to society, sinning in some yeah. kind of way, kind of similar to the movie Seven by David Fincher back yeah. in the 90s and, and with Brad Pitt, Morgan and, Freeman. Yeah, and that's the huge Dexter comparison. Is yeah, it's, exactly. It's a serial killer killing murderers. Bad people. Killing bad people, people that are wrongly, yeah. you know, that are doing wrong things. That deserve things. to die. Yes. So, and, and that's my other knock not. in this movie is the two people in this situation aren't really that bad. <laughs> like, no. That, if you yeah, watch the movie, like, is Carrie Elway's, I mean, sure, he's shouldn't be flirting with his nurse, he hasn't Straight. actually physically uh, cheated. Did they say he actually physically cheated? I, I think they, was, maybe they implied I it. I think he was smashing his, his maybe. nurses. Okay, maybe. But one of them. But still, it's like the guy's having an affair. Does he deserve yeah. to get tortured yeah. in this situation? And then the other guy, you know, not it's not a huge spoiler, but the other guy ends up being a private investigator, you know, photographer um, hired to follow him. To follow yeah. Carrie Elway's that, that was a big twist thing. in the movie. So that guy is therefore deserves to die because he's doing his job. And, and I think that was the difference. <laughs> and not to reference, I'm gonna reference Dexter one more time. I think that was a huge difference. Is you cheered for the serial killer in Dexter? He's always right, your he's favorite character. And Saul, it gives such a good storyline. But you don't, you don't want Saul to win. You want, of course not. You want the person captured well, to Dexter, get out. And Dexter, they humanized Dexter. You know, he has a Dude, girlfriend, he has an apartment, he has a real job with but coworkers. But they explain nice. why he does that. Yes, but in Saw, it's like, monster. Well, you don't know. Monster. You don't know who. Yes. yes. You don't know who. Exactly. Or there's a human factor. Yes. Is. You have a human factor in Dexter. <laughs> it's just funny, because I'm like, does Carrie Elway really deserve to die? And does the other, like, he's taking pictures. That's a no, of course point. not. That's like, a funny It's point. just like, I actually, I didn't think about it that way at first, but I've watched this movie multiple times now. It's where I'm like. What? He's a doctor. Yeah. He's a good guy. Well, I think that's another thing you know? that they increase during the franchise. Is they like, get more outrageous. They yes, get 100%. some people that you know. They get more you, into like the you drug can be okay addicts, if they die. The drug dealers right. and things like that. Yeah, yeah, they get more into that. Where Jigsaw is more um, about yeah. the killing and about Def- yeah, the definitely he's in some later saws. You see a guy die, and you're like. Yeah, you deserved it. Like, yeah, he's an anti-hero rather than in this movie where you want them to live. Yes. So um, a couple of great things. Like I said, it's a million-dollar budget movie. Um, it's not exactly perfectly directed in any scope of way, shape, or form because it is a lower-budget movie. But it's done such a great job in what it had. And what it um, built, too. And what it built. Yeah, I mean, really hats off. Like I said, it is a gory movie. Absolutely. Is it a gory movie? Yes. You know what? These two characters are doing things that, you know, they're trying to survive. Um, the title is Saw. So right. maybe you make that conclusion yourself as to what happened. But even when what happens happens, they're not directly showing what's happening. Not in the first one. Yeah, not in the first one. Exactly. It's subtle. Like you see what, like maybe you see some saw on a bone here and there. But you see more reactions mm-hmm. from the actors. And I think it was actually well acted, too, to be honest with you. We talked about just, bad acting I, in horror I movies. It's pretty one. good. I thought it was a really good movie. It's a good movie, and it's a good storyline. And we mm-hmm. get into more, um, like, the jigsaw and, you know, the, the you, you're, you're figuring out how to get out of this whole situation that they're in. Obviously, they're, they're chained to a lead pipe. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's very bleak. But right. then they get some clues. They start to figure it out. So... Um, another great movie. If you haven't seen Saw, it's highly recommended that you do so, especially the first one. It's a must-watch Halloween horror um, in the franchise that follow along with it. I mean, seven movies along with the series now that has Chris Rock in it. 
Um, absolutely, you know, watchable, especially the first one, in my opinion. Well, we have one more week before Halloween, so we're going to stick with the theme. We'll throw another story out um, to let you guys know what what category we're going to have you vote on for next week. Uh, Kay Morg, anything else you want to add on with this, you know, this topic that we have going on? Yeah, I want to follow up with a recommendation for gory movie fans and kind of Halloween. If this isn't a movie that doesn't exactly get picked. Um, but another, you know, kind of old school movie that I grew up watching and that I truly love that I think a lot of viewers would appreciate too is um, The Evil Dead. So um, a movie that was made in the 1980s. Um, really the story is a, a group of teenagers go out to a cabin and they kind of uncover that basically the, the forest that they're in is haunted and they're on either some kind of um, ancient ritual burial ground. And um, it's one of the main character's uncles that kind of figures it out. His wife ends up being possessed and his words that he reads ends up kind of bringing the dead into the forest, into these teenagers. So it's a, it's one of those movies. It, it spins off into a comedy after the second one. The first and second one are really great. The third one is Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Um, it's an old school movie. It's very gory in its own right, but it's also very well done in like the makeup and there's no CGI to it. Yeah. It's a very well done movie. It's very gory if that's what you're into. Um, it kind of has that zombie aspect if you're into zombie movies. Um, Bruce Campbell is the uh, main actor that's in it. He's um, his character's name is Ash. He's it's like it's easy. They almost make it into a comedy because this character is just what he does is comical. There's a scene where he's like slapping the shit out of a zombie, <laughs> and it's actually really. It's well, one of Dave's favorites. Dave loves it. Dave loves. I love Dave that man. because it's a Dave movie. It's a zombie movie, right. and it's an, it's an old school movie, but it's a great movie. Like he's literally slapping the shit out of a zombie, and he's like, and he, he's like punching one his like friend Jesus. who's like dying, and he's like Scott. And he's like wake up and it's like dude you're actually killing the guy by punching him like yeah. what are you doing <laughs> like and like it's it's what it's it's a great movie it's it, they have they actually did a um a remake to the movie um the main director and bruce campbell were um producers of this movie um the new one was it's it was an okay movie that's what i saw it, i it, haven't it, seen the original okay yeah the original's great the original's on netflix i highly recommend it. it it's not exactly the scariest movie of all time it's very gory but it's a must watch with the with the classical horror yeah, movies especially in my the, the october halloween nature of it all if yeah. you guys are into watching that like me and sarah have been killing the mm -hmm. you know the scary movie so aspect the new one the new one was actually pretty good you get a lot of remakes of scary movies that are terrible the brand new uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was terrible. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, were, the remakes were absolutely terrible in my opinion. This one at least had the same storyline and didn't do the over-the-top CGI that I hate before. They actually kept with the makeup. They kept with some of the scary moments of the woman in the basement banging on the basement door, the trap door, because that was scary as shit when I was a kid. She's like, dead by dawn, just fucking, uh, fucking terrified me as a kid. So, so that's um, our honorable mention. Movie yeah. for the week. That's uh, like a good I said, honorable mention. We're going to have another category that. next week for you guys to vote on to stick with the Halloween theme. Um, look out for that. Vote on it on our story. Keep in touch with it. Uh, we're actually enjoying the hell out of these thrillers, scary movies, and OK Morgan it, film documentaries. It's, it's been my favorite. Yeah. So we'll stick with it this week. We have one more on the docket before Halloween. So send us your best, whatever category we throw out there for you. Um, next week, we've got a huge two episodes with. A recap of this UFC fight that we're looking forward to. Um, obviously, a Pac-12 preview and Week 7 of the NFL. 
with college football as well. So tune in. Thanks for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Stay with us. Thanks.